Blog Talk Radio. You're gonna live to see it happen. I don't know who needs to hear that more than once, but you're gonna live, you're gonna live, you're gonna live, you're gonna live, you're gonna live to see it happen. Yeah, you're gonna live to see it happen. I just never let me live.
God bless you and good afternoon. The word is live. We're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Good afternoon and good morning to all of you, our listeners. You are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. And certainly you know that we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Certainly we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear today. But we pray that it is a blessing to you, you, and to you. We are going to live. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassion fails not. Great is God's faithfulness towards us. And so we are here this Saturday, January 7th, 2023, the first Saturday of a new year. And certainly we are alive uh, to tell the story that certainly God has been good and he's been kind and he's been merciful and he's kept us up until this present time. And so we thank God for all of you that have tuned in. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Our number in studio is 619-924-0800. We want you to connect with us. In addition to being on Block Talk Radio, we are also syndicated on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. All you have to do is listen, uh, tune, uh, tune into Global Gospel on those platforms, and certainly you can listen any time of day or night. Uh, but at this particular time, we are live. Uh, certainly, we want you to connect with us on social media as well. You can connect with us on Facebook on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram. And certainly if you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, there is a direct link to each and every episode that we post. Again, we thank you, thank you, thank you. Certainly we want to shout out our sponsors, MPT Enterprise, Marlon Townsend, Amaris Organics, Grandma Edda's Quilting, Margie Townsend, Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Lois Glenn Carter, Third Lounge, and melanated, melanated Beards, Ryan Wilson. We thank God for you, for you, and for you. Shout out to those that are in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, California, Michigan, Illinois. Uh, those that are listening around the world, Canada, Mexico, Germany, South Africa, Mozambique, Sweden, the United Kingdom, Nigeria, Ghana, South Korea. Uh, France, thank God for you, you and you. Certainly, we can't call everybody. Thank God for the Townsend family, the McCoy family, the Brinson family, the Washington family, the Hernandez family, the Locke family, the Bridell family, the Walker family, the McCoy family, the Ugar family, the Jones family, the Furman family, the Normans, the Tracys, uh, the Browns, the Allens, the Davis. Whoever you are, wherever you are, certainly you are important, and certainly you are a child of God. And certainly we appreciate your love, your support, and your prayers. You can connect with us, Global Gospel, P.O. Box 5331, that is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. Our email address is globalgospel17 at gmail.com. That's globalgospel17 at gmail.com. You can email us if there's something that you would like to share, if you have a book, if you have music, uh, if you are involved in any community activities, if there's a testimony that you would like to share, please reach out to us and certainly we will be
be delighted to share the global gospel experience with you. For those that have tuned into Global Gospel for the first time, our theme scripture here is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. Who be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. And so our message today is that the gospel is good news, it's glad tidings. It's for the rich, the poor, the black or white, uh, the down and out, the oppressed, the suicidal. The gospel is here. It is comprehensive. It is to meet every need in your life. If you have a spiritual need, an emotional need, a financial need, the gospel is here to heal you, to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. Jesus knows all. His eyes are in every place beholding the good and the evil. And yes, he cares about you and your situation. So again, we thank you for tuning in to Global Gospel. Certainly, we do have a special guest that is in studio that is going to share with us in just a few minutes. And so we want you to stay tuned with us and continue to tell your family friends, and neighbors that we are on live. And so after this musical selection, you will be hearing from our special guest. God bless you. Stay tuned. To make us who we are. And we're grateful. Come on, say it. God gave me a vision. Of where I would be. But he didn't show me what I'd go through. On the journey. But everything I faced prepared me. For what God has for me to do. So now that I'm here, I'm going to praise him. The devil meant for evil. God used to get the glory. Cause it pushed me. Hey. It pushed me into my destiny. God used it.
We are back. We are back. Listeners, certainly uh, our special guest is here in the studio with us. And thank you for those that are commenting already on our page. And certainly those that are leaving us comments, continue to do so through the hour. And make sure you give us a call at 619-924-0800 when the lines are open. It pushed me. God bless you, special guest. How are you? I am awesome. How are you, Reverend Townsend? I am well and yourself. I um, am we, great. Certainly. We are glad to have you with us here today. Now, somebody may have not read the headline. Somebody may not have caught the voice. Tell our listeners who you are. I am, First of all, let me thank you for allowing me to grease your your presence and appear upon your with your audience. I am Dr. Monica Wikes and don't leave my Y out. <laughs> there is a, a wound behind that Y. And right. I am an author. I am the author of Wounds of Wisdom. I am a speaker. I am a coach providing one on one coaching for individuals to help them overcome their wounds. And I'm also a consultant for organizations that will embrace and allow individuals to be authentic. I am located in Southern California where I am a native. So that's a little bit about who I am. Awesome. Well, we thank God that you're able to share with us today and take time out of your very busy schedule. So ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. Dr. Monica Y. Jackson is here in studio. And so as you may have read the headline and as uh, she just expressed, uh, she is the author of Wounds of Wisdom. Uh, But before we get to Wounds of Wisdom, give us a little bit about how you became an author. Is this something that you started out life? I want to be an author. Well, I have, you know, when I thought about that question, I have always been a writer, and it's not something I set out to do, but if you visit my website, you will see an award that I won, and I I won an award in the second grade for an essay from Channel 7, KABC, here in Los Angeles, California, and the title of that article or that essay that I wrote was, I Am Somebody, and I knew I was somebody in at second grade, so what, about okay. seven years old? Something like Didn't that, I didn't realize yeah. that that was the start of me writing. I never intended to be an author or a writer. And so what pushed me really to become the author or the author of this particular book is life's wounds, loss, pain, feeling alone, abandoned, and angry, And then realizing that the village that I thought I had was an illusion and a delusion. And I'm talking about my friends, family, church, workplace, marriage, and business. So what do you do with that? What do you do with all of that when you find out or you find yourself alone, lost, and in pain? And what do people tell you to do? Oh, don't talk about it. Keep quiet. Keep family secrets in quiet. Keep it in the four walls. Pray about it. Oh, forgive. Forget about it. Who is that serving? That pain 
is still in me. What do I do with that? Mm. So these things are the things that caused me to write this particular book, Wounds of Wisdom. I found myself over the 58 years of existing of aiming to live what I was taught, but didn't, as I started going through life and really seeing things, I realized I didn't have any tangible examples of those walking the walk. I began to question. I began to question my own beliefs. Where do I go for spiritual guidance? Who do I turn to for spiritual guidance? Where are the true examples? Where's the evidence? How do I explain this touching and agreeing and where two or more are gathering, but I'm not seeing the evidence? What do I do with my unanswered prayers? What do I do with my pain? Who can I talk to about this pain? Hmm. And that may sound hard and harsh for some people, but there's wisdom in every single wound, and there's blessings in that pain. Sometimes you have to get in a place of pain and alone to truly discover who God is, not what man or woman has taught you and told you or what you thought, but it's in those places that you find who God is. And so this book emerged in the midst of pain. Seven days, I thought I was literally physically dying because of wounds that were inflicted from my family and my church. And I felt like in the, in the end of the seven days, I said, Lord, if you don't get me out of this bed, I'm going to die. And I felt a nudge. And it scared me so much that I said I would never allow myself to go into that depth of despair ever again because of someone else's situation that I cannot control. And so God became realer than real <laughs> at that time. And so that's how this book was birthed. It taught me to speak up. It taught me to be very authentic. I've always been authentic, but others would suppress that. You know, you're, you're too strong. You're, too, you're, speaking, you're speaking things that we just don't say. And I had to embrace who I am, be unapologetically, authentically me. So that's how I became an author. Awesome, awesome. Certainly uh, awesome testimony. And uh, before we get into Wounds of Wisdom, I know you alluded to it a little bit. Now, is this your first book? No, it isn't. Um, this okay. is actually my third book. Um, my first book, well, my first book was with a former pastor that where I was a church member for over about 15 years. And I want to say, uh, oh, I forgot the name of the book. That's so sad. <laughs> so many years ago. The second one was Eating Healthy Without Sacrificing Taste. And that was as a result of watching five friends die literally every other year from cancer and losing them and just the revelation and the wisdom that I gained from that and how that shifted me to change my eating patterns, how it looked, how I looked at how to handle my health, how not to accept what medical doctors are always prescribing and practicing. Mm -hmm. So, and then this is the third book, Wounds of Wisdom. Okay. So now why we, while 
once you've gotten to the third book, Wounds of Wisdom, certainly, as you already expressed, life has happened. And certainly life has happened in several different ways. And certainly I had the privilege of reading the book um, because it wouldn't be very beneficial to talk about something I didn't read. (laughs) But um, certainly um, there were some points, uh, some highs, some lows, and from a reader's point of view, uh, some points um, I would say I would. It was almost like a hysterical thing. You 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 either you either laugh or cry. Um, is this yeah. really happening? And certainly we all have stories like that where no one would believe it unless they actually went through it. And so this is very is very intimate. And so we're wounded in several areas. And we, of course, we are going to tell our listeners how they can purchase a book um, later, and certainly they can experience it for themselves. But just as an introduction, we are wounded in several areas. And so you have these several areas that you talk about wounds. And can you just define a little bit those areas where we are wounded? Okay. Now, well, these wounds are very personal to me, and as I stated, I wrote this book in seven days. It contains seven chapters about seven wounds, and those wounds start with friends' wounds, workplace wounds, family wounds, church wounds, marriage and divorce wounds, business wounds, and finally, children wounds. And I'm sure that many of us have gone through these things, mm-hmm. but we we are too embarrassed to talk about them we sit silent and if anyone hears me speak i always say that silence kills and speaking heals we can walk around with a smile on our face pretending that everything's okay and it's not and most people can't embrace the pain and the hurt especially when you are a strong person Oh, you got it together. Oh, you can get you'll get over that. Oh, mm-hmm. just 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 pray about it. Or they'll start distancing themselves from you. Mm-hmm. And so you're still left with these wounds and you're trying to figure out what do I do with these wounds? I shouldn't think this way. I shouldn't feel this way. And I definitely shouldn't say these things. But I had to step back and say and remember, I am somebody. Well, just like that essay that I wrote in second grade. I am uniquely somebody. My experiences are my experiences. Those are Mm -hmm. things that can't be negated and they cannot be debated. And so a lot of people cannot accept reality. I talked about illusions and delusions. We want to walk around as if these things don't happen. We want to stay in our comfort zone. It's easy for us to stay where we are than to move out of situations. And because we don't, we encounter wounds. We encounter wounds because we stay places that we shouldn't stay in. We enter places we should not have been in. We choose and make choices that were never intended for us. But that's how we learn. But nobody wants to tell you those things. A lot of people want what they want from you, 
and they will do whatever it takes and become whatever they need to become and say what they need to say to get what they want from you. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody. Right. However, my experiences have been so profound that it makes me question what's real. Where's real? So I had to deal with reality in these things. And mm-hmm. when I did, I realized that Wounds of Wisdom became the village that I wished that I had. The people who begin to embrace my message, the, those that begin to reach out and say thank you for saying it that way. Thank you because I've experienced those things. And because they actually speak to me and tell me that what they've gone through, it literally encourages me. I'm like, wow, my experience is not as bad. I can make it through. And if we don't begin to speak and deal with what's reality, we will never be able to get through those wounds, to heal, and we can't be an authentic society. I truly believe lots of people can't be authentic, one, because they don't know who they are. We've been conditioned to think a certain way, to believe a certain way, to talk a certain way, to walk a certain way, to dress a certain way. And there's a difference between believing and knowing. So I'm in a a space of where I need to know some things. The things that I thought I believed, I don't believe anymore. I question. My, my, My spiritual walk is so different now than what, and it's actually amazing because now there's a whole community that I've located that embraces that because this is their truth and their reality. And we have to begin to speak. Because as, just like your song said, you're going to live to see it happen. Live, live, live. If you're wounded, you can't live, live, live. You have to get past those wounds to live. And it's so important because as the song that, I, that you played, it pushed me. Your wounds are going to push you in one or two areas to sink or to swim. And you have to choose which you're going to do. So no matter what happens to you, it's a choice to allow it to break you or lift you. So that's a little bit about the book, and I hope that answered the question. (laughs) Well, listen, I always have more questions, and certainly I, I know other people have questions as well. Okay, so... I wanted to say, you mentioned your, your spiritual walk. And so was there any point while you were dealing with all these different areas, family, friends, workplace, church, marriage, divorce, business, uh, while you were dealing with all those things, was there any time that you just completely lost the faith or was there something nudging you all along? Um, well, I lost the faith in man's teachings. I okay. lost the faith in, and quite frankly and quite <laughs> quite bluntly, the church. Okay. And I say that because um, the very places that I thought I could find solace in, I could no longer find it. And I will say that I'm not sure that I ever found it there. I conformed. I fit in. I I served, I lent my talents and my time, I tithe. However, when I was in need, 
And when I was in pain, those same sources were not there for me. When you go to someone and say you're struggling, when you go to someone and say you're hurting, when you want to talk and you don't get calls returned, calls returned, or, you know, people just ghost you. So I had to realize how much I was conforming with the religiosity that I was taught. Mm. And being alone and distanced from the church, the physical church, and the delusion and the illusion that I see happening, it caused me to be alone and say, hey, God, show me. I need you because there's no one else that's here to support me, to help me through what I'm going through. I need to know you. You need to show yourself real to me because the stuff that I have been taught, I'm not seeing it. This love and this care and concern that the church is saying, I'm not receiving. And I'm not talking about just one church. I'm talking about several. I grew up in the church and attended all my life. And even until recently, in October, and stepping foot into another church and reaching back out to that pastor and still finding the same types of wounds. You don't matter. You know, you're, you're, because you're not someone that they can use or even abuse, you're not someone. And I, I come to that conclusion, and it's a sad reality. Now, I'm not saying it's all churches. I'm not saying it, it's any. It's too many. And it's too many because there's a community of us who are suffering or have suffered from church wounds, and nobody wants to deal with that. And until we deal with that, and when we're able to deal with that, we can pull these people back in to really do what God's called us to do. And until then, some of us have to take our messages outside of the four walls, which is where we should be probably in the first place. So I never lost or disbelief in God, um, my God, the personal God who I became to know, the personal one that's real, the one that showed up for me in those seven days, the one that's walked with me since 2016 in my wounds, not the one where I have to show up and have my Sunday face on. Okay. So that answers the question. <laughs> what, what I think it's safe to say that many times we have – faith and we put more faith in people than we put in God himself um, because we are taught a certain, you know, at home, we are taught to respect our parents. At school, you're taught to respect your teacher. You know, at work, you're taught to, and I use the term respect loosely, you're, you're mm-hmm. taught to respect the boss. And sometimes people that you're taught to respect aren't so respectable. And so I think that causes a problem. Sometimes we build this false sense of hope and false sense of reality, and we expect people to be something that they're not. And then I think sometimes we come to a point in life where you may actually, although none of us are perfect, you, you hold certain people accountable for certain things. And then we come to a point in life when we realize, listen, this person isn't accountable. They're, they aren't so trustworthy. They aren't so respectable. And if you are not rooted and grounded in a personal 
relationship with God, it could totally just alter your whole existence. I would, I would think. Correct. I agree. And, you know, it, um, I know personally for me, you know, we, we, we're taught we're, you, for me personally, I had to grow into the knowledge, the true knowledge. And you are taught to conform. You are taught this is what you do and this is how you do it as opposed to knowing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know personally for me, it was really never taught personal. It was more of the religiosity of it mm. and okay. what, what, you, what you should do, how you should live. You know, you go to school, you get married, you know, you don't fornicate and you live happily ever ha- after. But what happens when you do fornicate? What happens when you get married and it's not happily ever after? Who's dealing with that? How do you deal with that? Are you ostracized? You know, you walked around and have this scarlet letter on you? Or, you know, but who's embracing that? How do you deal with the reality of these wounds? And so you talked about um, accountability. You know, I think that, you know, personally for me, it's not uh, – I think we all should be accountable, and that's, that's our problem. <laughs> we don't want to be accountable. We don't want anybody to tell us when we're, when we're wrong. We don't want anybody to tell us um, when we need to do better. And it's not the better or right or wrong based on our own perspective or, you know, to get something out of us. But a lot of people cannot receive constructive criticism. And – Furthermore, like I said, it's easier to just fit in, sit silent, go along with the program, right or wrong, than to speak up. And I say that because, you know, we talk about it in my book. I, you know, if you speak up and you start to question and ask questions, you know, privately, one-on-one, you're ostracized. You know, I talk about when I, I received a letter from the pastor basically telling me don't come back to the church no more. Why? Because sometimes – you expose some things, you see some things, and you start to question those things. And if that's not the, if that person is not being accountable, authentic, the real man or woman of God, you're going to have to be forced out or you're going to leave. And that's going to leave you wounded. So what you have to start doing is to be more discerning. Just because that's a person behind a pulpit um, uh, with a title doctor, pastor, you know, evangelist, don't get caught up in that. Still has to be, you know, vet them for their character, their integrity, their actions. And a lot of times we don't do that, and we haven't been taught to do that first. Like you said, we're taught to respect first, but we need to be taught discern first, then respect. Okay. Now, what do we do? Now, people have been wounded, obviously, in all these areas, and mm-hmm. they can read and in, 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 into detail through relationships, through family relationships, parent-child relationships. It, it, it all gets distorted. Pastor, member, mm-hmm. uh, husband, wife, uh, other family business relationships. Now, what do we do? Once you acknowledge, because many people don't acknowledge that they have been wounded, (laughs) what do you do once you've acknowledged that you've been wounded in a certain area? You know, 
once you've acknowledged it, that's, that's so key. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge it because it's easier to stay where we are than to move forward. The second thing you must do is to think critically. Analyze that. I taught critical thinking and problem solving for over a decade at the university level and privately. And when you begin to think critically, you have to analyze things. Then you have to look in your control and power to fix change and what's not. And when you know that, then you have a choice to operate in the areas that you can change. Sure, it's not easy. It's not easy to have to walk away from family members that you love, but are they loving you? You have to set your boundaries. Are they respecting you? Are they treating you the way that you choose to be treated? You know, I talk about the book that, you know, one of the things my family has taught me that blood is not thicker than water. That's not easy to receive. I accept that. Again, that's that critical thinking. I have a choice to continue to allow the family to wound me and hurt me, or I, have a, I can walk away from that mm-hmm. and live, live, live. And so maybe I will see it turn around, and maybe I won't. But guess what? I'm going to live in that process until and if it changes because I can't wallow in that. One of the things I say in my book and if people hear me speak, I guard my peace at all costs. So if there's any person, anything, any system, any belief that disturbs my peace, then I have to first acknowledge that, think critically, and do something about it, and then accept the reality of what is not what I want it to be. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a brief break um, because, and I do have another question, but we're going to take a brief break. Uh, our number in Studio 619-924-0800. Uh, we want our listeners to call in if you so choose, if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a concern. And certainly we're going to come back and talk about how you can purchase this book for yourself. And certainly we're going to, I'm going to put this question out. When we come back, I'm going to I'm going to just put this out there. As a person of color, certainly as a minority or as a woman as well, to, are the wounds any different? Are, we cha- are you challenged in ways culturally that perhaps someone else isn't challenged? And are you less likely to talk about that because of cultural differences? All right, so we'll be back. 619-924-0800. I would use my hands if I were a potter. No matter who or what we are, we must pray. Oh, people of the Lord, the people of the Lord, the 
Before we get back to the questions, Dr. Monica Y. Jackson, I want to purchase this book. How can I do that? You can go on my website at drmonicajackson.com forward slash books and purchase the book. And also, if you go on the main homepage, which is drmonicajackson.com and scroll to the bottom, you can enter your email address to get on my distribution list and receive a gift, which is a workbook of seven habits of becoming authentically you unapologetically. So drmonicajackson.com forward slash books to purchase Wounds of Wisdom. Okay. Any upcoming events? Upcoming events? I am, gosh, there's several events that are upcoming. If you go to my website, uh, there is a v- events link, and you can keep abreast of that. And I uh, have several speaking engagements locally here in California that uh, I welcome you to attend. And I also offer courses in these areas of, of, of woundedness. So you can go on the website and, and find all of that. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right. Six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Check the website. I do have a caller. Um, God bless you, caller. Would you like to say something? Caller in the. I'm not going to say your number. And caller in the five five one. Oh my goodness! Hello. Okay. Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hello. I How are you? I want to say. I'm so sorry. I've been listening on mute, and I've also been having such an enlightening experience. So I'm doing very well right now. This call was much needed at the place that I'm at in life. Um, and hearing Dr. Monica Y talk um, really helped me because I've gone through a lot of those same things, and I write too. And I, I got led here to this call by my sister, Leah, and it's just such a beautiful blessing. And she's right about the trials and things that you go through and how you really find yourself closer to God in those things because it's not about what's out here on the physical world. It's about what God placed in front of me to participate in, to partake in, and to do. And I need to use discernment on whether or not those things are from him. So I feel like this this call is a beautiful topic, and it really reached me. So I just want to say thank you to to everyone and blessings. Awesome. Would you uh, like to share your name? Oh, I'm so sorry. My name is Tamia. (laughs) Okay, Tamia. All right. Thank you, Tamia. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Newark, Delaware. Okay. All right, Tamia. So what you're going to do is you are going to email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com, and certainly we'll make sure that you receive an autographed copy of Wounds of Wisdom, complimentary of MPP Enterprise. All right? Oh, my goodness. Lord, thank you. 
And to me, so much. Thank you. Thank you. And to me, please reach out to me. Go on my website um, on Wounds of Wisdom, excuse me, Dr. Monica, and uh, subscribe. And um, I'll reach back out to you. We'll have conversation. Thank you. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Make sure you send that email. I sure will. I'll send it through Instagram. Is that correct? Or you uh, said glo- the email? Yes, you can email globalgospel17 global at gmail.com. Okay, great. I'm writing that down now. All right. Stay Thank tuned. Uh, there's more, okay? Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, listeners. 619-924-0800. Certainly want to hear from you. Uh, perhaps there's something that you would like to share or comment or question on. Okay, so, Dr. Monica, we mentioned about being a person of color, and certainly there are some cultural differences, and certainly being a woman of color as well. Have you found that to be add another layer to your wounds? Um, Absolutely. Um, First and foremost, I think that um, as a black woman, you know, one of the illusions, (laughs) and it actually, it's illusion. I mean, it it is, um, that we're strong. We are strong, but we also have times when we are not strong, and we aren't allowed to, to exhibit that weakness. We're supposed to be strong at all times. And then when it comes culturally, you know, we are taught, you know, uh, don't talk about the family. What's what's you know what's inside the home or what occurs stays in the home, and that's damaging. That's wounded, and it, it causes us to keep silence. A lot of times, you know, as black families, our values and our loyalty oftentimes are to the wrong things and to the wrong people, just because they have titles. Right is always right, and wrong is always wrong. However, for some reason, culturally, we have not accepted that. We'll stand up and we'll, regardless, we'll stand in support and be loyal to certain family members or certain church members to a fault. I spoke to a young lady who said that she you know, was in leadership in the church, and she literally supported and defended her pastor knowing he was wrong. And that's culturally. We're t- we have this loyalty. And until we're wounded or there's a betrayal in one of those entities, the church or the family, then we'll be real. And we have to learn to be real before it's time. We also have to look at our values. We need to support situations you know, be proactive instead of reactive. And I specifically talk about, you know, this situation, and I'm not a a sports fan, but the individual who, uh, the football player that was, uh, you know, lost consciousness and and literally, you know, had to be revived. Well, people poured financially into this – Nonprofit, I believe that he had that right, gives toys toy, to, toy, yes. to, to, to to these toys to children over seven million dollars, and there's nothing wrong with that, 
the issue is it took him being wounded before people responded. But it also took him being a public celebrity to garner that support. But what about those who aren't celebrities who are wounded? How are we pouring into them? So our values and our loyalties is just skewed as a culture, as a society, and we have to look at it. We have to look at it differently. Um, I know that for me, we'll even talk about Twitch a little bit. In my book, I talk about my suicidal attempt. I talk about the things that I've gone through. Um, you know, being strong, or even with Twitch, you smiling on the outside, it may not have been that he was had, had just been um, troubled over time. It could have been one thing that triggered him. And I say that because through my own suicidal attempt as a teen, it was one situation that triggered me at that time. It wasn't a lifetime or, or things that happened. So we have to be careful with how we treat people. We have to know that our actions and what we do and say has an impact on others as a child, as an adult, and we never know what it will trigger. So as a person and a people of color, we have to be very cognizant of these things. And sometimes people say and do things intentional with unintentional consequences. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful. That's true. And you also mentioned in your book, uh, as pertaining to family, how we repeat vicious cycles. And it yeah. is very important that we do uh, take note of repeating cycles. Listen, somebody's got to stop and you got to, you have to realize, listen, let it stop with me. Maybe, I can't, maybe yeah. I can't change what happened before, but listen, let me not be that person. Let me be someone right. different. Let me not, uh, they say association brings on assimilation, but listen, I don't have to yeah. subscribe to that. I don't have to associate. I don't have to assimilate. Um, so that is very um, important. I do want to share um, this passage of scripture, and certainly we do want to hear from you, our listeners, but you mentioned about people being uh, delusional and out of touch with reality. So Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning at verse 7, and um, I'm going to read NIV so maybe everybody will understand it a little and simpler in this brief amount of time, but I certainly do encourage you, our listeners, to read it for yourself. And don't just read what I'm reading, but read the entire passage and study and research and read again and pray about it. Second Thessalonians 2 and 7, For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And when the lawless, lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, mm-hmm. and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. 
For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion. This key verse here, verse 11, powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in the wickedness. And so that's what I have to say about um, delusion, being people being delusional. They, they, they forced themselves into the situation and God allows it to happen because, listen, they, they, they reject the truth for so long. And I believe you mentioned in a section in your book about prophesying versus prophesying. We. <laughs> <laughs> and so yes. I think that's, that sums that, that up too. But uh, go ahead. And, you know, you hit on some definitely repeating cycles. We have to, first and foremost, you can't force your family to speak and to talk. I know my family will never speak about the things that I mentioned in the book. They may never speak to me again because of the things that I mentioned in the book. And I'm okay with that because that sets me free in my peace. And once I'm set free in my peace, I can help someone else through their peace. So I have been probably 98% estranged from my family for about seven years now because I won't walk in the illusion and the delusion. And I'm okay with that. So I hope that for those who may be struggling in this area, you have to find your place of being okay. You have to find what works for you. We have to get out of the delusion and the illusion. Sometimes you may have to choose a different family. That's the reality. Sometimes, the blood, like I said in the book, blood is not thicker than water. And when you learn that and when you discover that, it's, it's your choice to stay there and be wounded or walk away and live, live, live. So a lot of times we don't know why things are happening. We don't know the specifics of the generationally curse. And I, I, I'm grateful to God that through this book that I can see the generational curses. I may not know all the details, but I see them clearly. And sometimes that's the best place to be. When you can see clearly, that's your, where you find your peace. So, again, I encourage you, guard your peace at all costs. Align yourself with truth. Get away from the delusions, illusions, the falsehoods, the manipulation and deceit. Because, um, you know, just like on a job, when they're ready to get rid of you, they will. Without notice. And sometimes you have to get rid of others without notice. That is so true. That is so true. It was, it's funny you say that, and, uh, and we're, we're pretty much uh, at, we're at the end of our time. Uh, but someone posted something the other day, and they said, now somebody may not agree with this. They said that at least once in your life uh, you should quit your job. And I had a situation I did. I went to lunch and I never went back. And that was the, that was the first day because I just knew it was it was a they had us setting up a store and which needless to say the store is no longer in existence anyway. And it was the summertime. There was no air conditioning. People were sweating and they literally had us cleaning. And that wasn't what we were hired to do. But anyway, so listen. Sometimes you have to take that leap of faith 
and you've got to just jump out there and do and and allow God to do whatever else he has to do. Uh, shout outs for yeah. today. Who would you like to shout out? Because certainly we've, you've had some uh, misfortunes, but I know that there's been some people there that have uh, been instrumental in your success, yeah. even if they they, they weren't on the good side. If they were on the bad side, listen, it all worked together. <laughs> but who would you like to shout out today? You know, I, I, I want to shout out to literally my social media family. If it wasn't for social media during the time period of 2016 through the present, um, I would literally have lost my mind. So those who have embraced me, those who have reached out, those who have called and shared some things um, with me, um, to just let me know that, you know, what I'm speaking is truth. It's helping people. That's the encouragement that I receive. And I, so I, I thank those first and foremost on Facebook, then Instagram. But I also want to thank uh, Dr. Leroy because Dr. Leroy has talked yes. about Reverend Townsend and getting me on here. And so I appreciate Dr. Leroy for just embracing my message, mission, and movement. And we met because we were on a call, and I have physically met him in the Baltimore area, and we have met up. We had we broke bread together. So I am grateful for my Facebook friends, um, family. I'm going to say family because it has become a family and a community. Um, like I said, when those your village fails you, you find a new village. And so – um, I'm grateful for that. And for those who, who know me, my, my associates, close associates who have been real, have, have opened up, those who I've touched in a manner where you have chosen to live and not exist, where you have stepped out of situations and, and, and examined the truth and your truth and, and, and comfortable with speaking it. And coming out of your wounds. So I'm, I'm grateful for, for all of that. And then thankful for your platform, Reverend Townsend, and, and the work you're doing. Thank you. Again, I, I thank you, Dr. Monica Y. Jackson, uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And, yes, I do have in my notes here to thank Dr. Leroy McKenzie, Jr. Certainly he is an author as well, and certainly he has been a guest here on Global Gospel, along with uh, Nodella Sacagawea Jordan. And certainly we thank God for the connection. Uh, certainly uh, I believe that God puts everybody together for a reason. And again, thank you to Mia for sharing with us today. Thank you, Nancy Allen, Pastor Okomaye Ugar for sharing with us, for everyone that shared with us today as we shared with Dr. Monica Y. Jackson and Wounds of Wisdom. And certainly uh, we want you to visit her website. Uh, we want you to purchase a book. We want you to connect with her, certainly, as so you can learn more about the wounds of wounds of wisdom and certainly places, areas that we are wounded with our family, with our parents, with children, with friends. Uh, there are so many relationships that we make that are sometimes healthy. They're sometimes not healthy. Sometimes they're bad. Uh, sometimes they seem like they just came from the pits of hell. And so uh, we have to know and understand and be able to move on. So at this time, Dr. Monica is going to uh, tell us who she is again, uh, give us a closing prayer if she so chooses or if she wants me to pray out, uh, we can do that. But I, I, you have the opportunity to do that. 
Again, I am Dr. Monica Y. Jackson, the author of Wounds of Wisdom, and I'm a speaker to help you overcome, thrive after you experience your personal, professional, or spiritual wounds um, very authentically, unapologetically, and real. So you can reach me at drmonicajackson.com. You can purchase the book on the website as well. And I will go ahead and close out in prayer. Father God, we come to you right now, God, and just thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to share and speak. Lord, I thank you for everything that you have allowed to occur in my life, Lord, to pay it forward, to help someone, to encourage somebody, to let them know that they can live, live, live. Father, I thank you that I am not where I was, and I thank you that you're using me to encourage others, to let them know that they, too, can move forward, God. Father, I ask that whatever you have, whatever someone's going through, that they reach out to someone who's authentic, someone who is that they can trust, God, and let them know that they are not alone because sometimes we need that tangible reminders that we are not alone, God. And, Father, I just I, I pray for anyone who suffer in silence, Lord. I ask that you give them a voice. Father, I pray that my message, my mission, and my movement, first and foremost, brings glory to you, God, and brings people closer to you. Father, I pray for this wounded world. I pray for this society, God. I pray that we're able to heal, God, and we may not be able to change the world, but, God, if we can just change one other individual and pay it forward. God, I thank you for this day. I ask you to bless Reverend Townsend, God. Bless him abundantly, exceedingly more than he could ever ask, Father. Let his ministry reach those, God, and change lives, God, to heal, God, and continue to just pour into his life, God. I praise you. We pray for peace on this earth. We pray for peace individually and collectively. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And certainly we want you to listen to the closing song. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Dr. Monica Y. Jackson, tell our listeners what station they're listening to again. They are listening to Dr. Monica Y. Jackson on the Global Gospel Podcast with the Reverend Lamar Townsend. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. The, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Junk. This battle ain't yours. It's the Lord. Think about it. And then start shouting.